Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. This is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of having nothing better to do than to create adventures out of the clear blue sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a plot line. Hey, improvisation is a skill you need to practice. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are doing a Iron GM uh, session where we... Basically, uh, grab a number of strange things put, and try to make an adventure, either using TriTac games or any other game we might want to do, sometimes even making up our own game. But the point is, is that uh, we are randomly going to do this. And the way we're going to do this this week is we're going to the SCP Foundation. Uh, please check our previous adventure on SCP Foundation. Um, and by adventure, I mean podcast. Uh, and uh, and it, which is a organization sort of an alternate to bureau 13 or control or any uh or um delta uh, green or anything else where there's this uh, uh an organization whose job it is to uh investigate supernatural or anomalous uh, uh occurrences and to see whether or not something like that needs to be dealt with so um anyways so we have randomly gone to um uh to that that site and randomly rolled up uh, a uh, an item, uh, an entry on their uh, huge database uh, to make an adventure about. Uh, Trap, what's the uh, what's the entry you are making your adventure about? Okay, I got SCP eight hundred and thirty. And what is it called? It, it just it it's it, it's rated just yeah. SCP eight thirty. Yeah, they don't have yeah on the side names. itself. It doesn't have, really have names for them. No, oh, no, I did. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they all did. No, all right. No. I mean, the, the the two. I'm sorry, folks. The two I looked at did. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, I needed a larger uh, sample size. All right. Um, okay. So um, uh, can you at least give our listeners a uh, uh, a tantalizing uh, phrase or word to, uh, to you know to in anticipation of what the adventure is going to be? Whatever you do, don't touch that sand. Great. Okay. Moving over to Jonathan. Jonathan, what is your SCP uh, entry? 2292. And I'm not sure what its uh, popular name on the site is called, but I'm calling it the Necromancer Gorilla. Wow. Well, I feel, I feel, you know, really, uh, you know, like, like mine is, 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 is the, the, the lesser of the three, but we'll just see who's the better Iron GM. Because mine is SCP-6585, and it is Community Dogs. All right, so the way this goes is, is that we're going to go and draw, uh, uh, stop our recorders for about 20 minutes while we try to come up with an adventure having to do with this. And then we're going to come back and we're going to basically uh, regale uh, you guys with the adventure we came up with. And hopefully... Uh, you know, will be a good one. And we're back. We're and back. We have created awesome adventures for you, and uh, we're just gonna and you and you will see for yourselves. Okay, so uh, who wants to go first? Um, shall I roll for it, or just is someone just burning? I can volunteer. Oh, I mean, this was my idea, so I'll yeah, burn, yeah, burning to a volunteer. <laughs> oh, all, right, all right then. Okay, so Jonathan. Uh, remember, this isn't uh, ex extemporaneous speech. We're going to uh, be asking you lots of questions about your adventure, so make sure you give us a chance to say things. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right, go for it. All right, so as we said earlier, my SCP was 2292, which I've nicknamed the Necromancer Gorilla. And so I've decided I can run this one of two ways, either as like a one-shot or as part of a, an existing campaign of paranormal investigation. Either way, whether it's, uh, for whatever reason, the PCs are going to find themselves in the Pacific Northwest, whether they're camping or whether they're there investigating reports of a, 
of some disease affecting the animals in the region, causing them to become rabid with and have leprosy-like uh, symptoms. Okay, but a particular reason for that area? Uh, yes, uh, th- because that comes into the backstory. The backstory is about mm, three months back, but it could be more, could be less. Um, a rare civil- silverback gorilla was captured in the Congo, and it was being transported to the Seattle Zoo. Um, but it escapes during transport right off the coast. And if, you know, PCs find themselves back in civilization and investigating it, they might discover that little tidbit and that apparently the, uh, crew on the, uh, ship that was transporting it said that was, uh, they were attacked by what they called zombie rats. But yeah, the, the, the ship ran aground on the coast of, uh, Washington state. And a gorilla escaped into the Pacific Northwest. It is. And so, yeah, PCs are out in the area, either, again, either hiking, camping, or actively investigating reports of sick animals. Eventually, fairly quickly, maybe one or two days in, they will be suddenly attacked by a small swarm of zombie squirrels and chipmunks. Um, And then depending on their actions, if they keep proceeding to investigate and go deeper into the forest... Tra- you know, f- backtracking these these animals, they'll start being attacked by larger, more dangerous zombie animals like deer and wolves and bears. Oh my! All right, when you say zombie, okay, what type of zombies are these? These are, according to, and uh, this is pretty much using what was available on the SCP wiki. These are just reanimated dead flesh and bone. Do they seek to make more of themselves? They do not. They cannot make more of themselves. They're just, they're almost, they're basically just meat puppets. Okay. So they're like, uh, uh, they're like the, the, the attacking animals in the movie Day of the Animals, right? Hmm. Yeah. They're All just, of a sudden they just banded together and just started attacking, frothing at the mouth, <laughs> snapping it, you know, snapping through people and, and snapping, jumping up on their cars and snapping out to the wind, uh, windscreens and such. Kind of. There is a, a, they are under the control of, of, the necromancer gorilla <gasps> but the necromancer gorilla is not out to kill the humans just scare them away which oh. is why it starts with the small stuff first it's like hey guys take the hint go away so go this, away so this is going to escalate huh if they yeah if the, if the humans keep showing up and not leaving yeah it, it, it begins to escalate into bigger more dangerous predator type animals well you know that's going to happen right of course because <laughs> as soon as as soon as you go home and start telling people you know, that that you got, you know, chased out of your, you know, wherever by, you know, these, you know, str- uh, aggressive animals, there's going to be, you know, a bunch of hunter types who are going to go and say, well, we can't be having that. It's time to get old Bessie and go, you know, and, and start go- doing some varmint hunting. Mm-hmm. Especially right. if you start reporting that, you know, they were diseased animals. <gasps> Because it, it it can reanimate any dead flesh, even rotted dead flesh. Oh, yeah, that's the big key. Is some of these squirrels and chipmunks and deer are going to be half eaten. Lovely. So there's going to be this squirrel with only its front paws crawling around, dragging the front half of its body <laughs> after you, gnashing its teeth, hissing, gnashing yes, its yeah, Bark teeth, yes, yeah. Well, it's better. It's better than having the la- the, the back to two feet still working and, and 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 basically you know hopping around steering with the tail yeah you get beat <laughs> with a squirrel tail the death took 12 days yeah it, oozy oh, yeah. goozy coming out of the, the place where the, the the body separated oh yeah oh yeah and yeah. certainly that you know that will give you a little bit of comic relief for you that, that first fight hey I, i'm gonna tell adorable... you yeah i have a story having to do Uh-oh. with this okay um uh, i was out at a um uh, it, it, it was a, um, a resort, let's call it a resort. It was like a, you know, for, uh, in, in, in Florida and it was, you know, a, a place, it was basically a place to stay, but it had nice things on it. Like, you know, uh, restaurants and they had a really great kids program and they had these, um, uh, you, know, you could actually like take boats. that were like, you know, the, the things from Venice, the Venice boats. Oh, the gondola. Yeah. Gondolas. And you could like, you know, pull them along this track that they had on the property. Anyways, uh-huh. they had a lot of wildlife on this property, including a whole bunch of squirrels. And so here I am sitting in this restaurant is, you know, on the patio. 
And um, as I'm sitting there and I'm watching these squirrels running around and all of a sudden something just grabs my nads and Whoa. just starts doing stuff. And I'm like, holy whatever, <laughs> and I'm jumping up and I'm dancing around. And that's when I realized that I had the, um, uh, the little um, uh, notifier that my table was ready in my pocket. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and there was no squirrel in my pants, but for a second there, I thought there were. So use that moment of terror. <laughs> Because it was what's it was what's crazy. that what's that one song called the rain yeah, that, that you're just a squirrel looking for a nut well you know yeah oh, wow. yeah, yeah anyways yeah and and my wife you know she oh almost, I can imagine her cackling yeah no, she no. almost <laughs> lost it she was laughing so hard she was crying <laughs> meanwhile you're looking at just go to the table dear yeah I'm like yeah you don't know you women, women do not know <laughs> so I'm just saying you know. Squirrels can be terrifying under the right circumstances. Hey, squirrel girl beat Doctor Doom, and all she did was six squirrels on him. So you know, hey, yeah. Hmm? I uh, didn't see. I I didn't read that issue. Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently that's that's the thing that. Oh, she's a powerful person. What do you mean? She sent her squirrels and beat Doctor Doom. Sent him running. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, squirrels. They yeah yeah yeah. They can. Well, they're rats with you know with with the cute fluffy tails. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but yeah the the. Basically, the idea is this gorilla uh, named Anaki is... Well, it's got a name. It does have a name. It has right. been named. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it is the like the last surviving trace of an ancient uh, advanced civilization based in the Congo. Um, it was given magic powers by its master slash friend slash owner. Um, and one of its powers is it, it no longer ages. So it, you know, lives forever and it outlived its civilization. But ah. thanks to its advanced age, it, you know, it, it's fairly intelligent, probably more intelligent than most other um, gorillas. And it's just scared and, and, and far away from home. And it just wants to be left alone, trying to figure out what it's, what it's doing here in this new environment it's found itself in. But it does remember that humans were kind to it. So that is one resolution option is that if the PCs can kind of establish contact with it in a in a friendly peaceful manner they might convince it to you know stand down so yeah. to speak and then they can work to try and get it home or you can go the violent route it is you know it doesn't age but it can still be shot and killed mm-hmm. although the scp description does say it is immune to tranquilizers well obviously it's undead <laughs> well it's not dead it's just not a not quite alive i don't know well, that but, still sounds like I would be immune to tranquilizers. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a, it's a, it, they actually say in here that it's got like a, a, its heart has been replaced by a tuberous root-like structure. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go with that. It doesn't sound like it's moving a lot of blood. It's not moving blood, but it's moving something else that glows. Oh. apparently makes it immune to tranquilizers. Well, I think it's just, it's just, I don't think his metabolism is designed for what the tranquilizers are supposed to be doing. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. And also, if this thing has outlived its parent civilization and it is intelligent, you know, probably human level intelligence. I would assume so. It's going to be crafty as all hell. It's going to out. If this thing's like centuries or even millennia. Oh yeah. No, it's going to be just crafty as all get out. It'll adapt to, Oh no. Okay. Trees are different. The climate's different, but okay. It's still trees. It's like a cooler, Jungle, okay, I can deal with this and I plan accordingly. Yeah, I would not be surprised if, depending on when you set the adventure, you could, you could have it where in the middle, if it's like close to winter time, it is, it's wearing furs. Ooh, it's like, yeah. it's cold out here. I'm going to, hey, there, come here, wolf. Yeah. Eat that deer so I can take its fur. <laughs> yeah. Rise from your grave, wolf. Now eat that deer so I can take its fur. Yeah. Oh, um, But yeah, wow, it can yeah. make weapons. It, it, it actually says in, in the actual SCP uh, description that it has made like stone spears. So oh, okay. Again, if you come at it violent, it might get you know extra violent back. And it is a gorilla. Not so to be messed with. Yeah, no. It's already gor- stronger than, than most humans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck, chimpanzees are stronger than most yeah. humans. One word, folks. Bubbles. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I figure if you if you absolutely have to go in a more violent capture route... If you are playing in a setting where magic or psi is available, it, you could probably take it out with that. Yeah. You go to sleep. And that, and that even say that it's, you know, the only thing it really says about its metabolism is that it doesn't age and it's immune to tranquilizers. 
everything else seems normal gorilla stats. Limited regenerative abilities, because aging is just your cells dying off, so it's like, also apparently it does something to metabolize poisons, such as tranquilizers, and that would mean it might have some heightened healing abilities. You'd probably have to pump a little bit more normal damage into it to kill it. I mean, it might not take one bullet to kill it, and, and gorillas, you know, a lot of muscle there, too, so you could equate that to a tub. You'd probably have to dump at least half a clip into this thing to drop it. I'd say elephant elephant level of, of damage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, if they're going to go the, you know, and I'm trying to remember the, the, the one girl, you want to, you know, go the Harambi route, which, you know, we don't condone that here, you know, but, but in the game, if you did that, yeah, you better be, what, what's the old, pack the elephant gun, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. All right. Uh, remind. I I, I kind of missed this. Uh, the players are playing what characters? I I figure it one of two options. If you're doing it as like a one shot, I would actually have uh, the players be just regular campers. Yeah. Or uh, working for uh, the wildlife as like park rangers, investigating okay. this strange new report, investigating reports of this strange disease that seems to be causing. Abnormal behavior in the in the oh, kind of like the the department the Department of the Interior. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but if it's more of a campaign set adventure, I would have it. Yeah, this is this is definitely a, like Bureau Thirteen. You know, paranormal investigators. They are actively following up reports of zombie wildlife in the area. Okay. All right. Um, cool. Cool. All right. So, uh, is that it? You done? Um. The only thing I. Only other thing I have here is that I will I will note that the, he did in the actual SCP article. Anaki here does have one other ability that I haven't touched in here, and that's he can apparently just touch you and kill you. In addition to bringing dead flesh back to life, he can also well, kill living flesh. Okay, that can really change the tone of the adventure. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where it's like, hmm, I haven't included it here because it depends. I I would actually play it by ear if I was running this at say a convention. I would play it by ear and say, all right. How are the players handling this? If they're coming in, you know, hard and heavy, which honestly most one shot conventions. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah, he's going to be able to. You, you do don't even want to get touched by him. Yeah, well, if they're trying to attack him, I can see a death a death touch on a one shot making sense. Yeah, you're yeah. dead. Yep, you're dead. <laughs> yep, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, he, just, he controls. If you're, getting close, if you're getting that close to a a male silverback gorilla. You probably you got, would be dead anyway. You got something to lose if you're messing with a yeah. male silverback. Yeah. He's he's gonna one touch you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's it, we're really not talking about that much of a yeah. difference of difficulty level here. Yeah. If I if I may uh uh steal from uh uh from how to train your dragon, he says uh he says, Where exactly, you know, uh you know, did the did the undead gorilla touch you when he hurt you? <laughs> you know, and he says he says you you looked at all of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyone who's ever watched How to Train Your Dragon knows that knows that scene. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, all right. Well, exactly. What part of me does does a disappointment? Why did yeah. you just look at all of me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. But yeah. Anyways. Um. All right, Trap. You want to go next? All right. Uh, I, I can do this. Uh, right. My adventure is based upon SCP-830, and I am titling the adventure The Dark Hole of Belize. Now... Where's Belize? That would be Central America on the uh, what, Gulf of Mexico coast. Cool. Okay. Like south of the Yucatan, where a group of spelunkers found something in a sinkhole cave. Now, Belize, off the coast of Belize, there's a giant marine sinkhole near the center of Lighthouse Reef called the Great Blue Hole. So there there are these sinkhole caves all throughout Belize and that part of Central America. The Great Blue Hole, I mean, it's that wondrous. It's in the running to become the eighth wonder of the world. People dive here every year, and the caves in Belize, these sinkhole caves that go into, like, hidden lagoons and stuff, they're all over, and people from all over the world explore these. Well, a group of spelunkers went to one of these sinkhole caves in Belize, had a local guide with them, and they found this shifting pool of sand and oil, or at least that's what it looked like. The native guide, a young Mayan man, 
touched the pool and was just drawn inside. He just got basically sucked in. And it was, I mean, you know, they, they, the Spelunkers tried, you know, pulling him out. It just that all of them, and it just wasn't happening. He got sucked in and just was never seen again. The Spelunkers basically just fled and went and left and didn't talk to anybody. You know, it was like, hey, where's, you know, Felipe at? They, they, they just got the heck out of Dodge and went back to their lives. The wow. guy, yeah, that's, that's cold. Well, that's seriously cold. They, they wrote him <laughs> off. Yeah, it just, you know, and they figured get out of Dodge and yeah. The guy, the guide was a weird one. He'd be there talking about all the old Mayan customs and all the old rituals and everything. And I mean, he Blood really sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just all the things of because Mayan is still an ethnicity today. People think, oh, the Mayan civilization. No, the big Mayan civilization we knew yeah. collapsed. Mayan is still spoken in Central America to this day. You yeah, go to they, the they yeah. still have priests. Yeah. yeah, you go to the like the little villages down there in Central America, and you try speaking. I mean, yeah, they speak Spanish down there, but some of these deep, dark little villages in the jungles and rainforests, they're still speaking fluent Mayan. It is in no way a dead language. Yeah. So this Mayan guide, yeah, he got sucked in, and these, you know, they, these are the type of rich people that do this because they have nothing better to do. Yeah. Oh, let's go explore caves. Why we can. We and have yeah, the money and time. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of like why do dogs, you know, lick themselves? Yeah, because this, they can't. This, yeah. this, this sounds like one of those, you know, like I just graduated from college, and uh, you know, I, I don't have to start looking for a job until you know next year. So, uh, or this is my junior year, and next year I have to start really doing the interviews for a job. So, uh, mommy and daddy, you know, you know. You, you know, let me go on that trip I've always wanted to go to and explore some some ruins in South America. We'll have a guide, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. These are yeah. more of the idle rich, you know, like maybe thirties or forties. You know, they're all you know all young dot com kind of. Okay. Yeah, so that that type of rich, you know, nouveau riche, but they still have a lot of money, and they eh, we'll go we go cave exploring around the world once every few months. They went there, they took a local guy. The local guy got sucked into this shifting pool that looked like it was comprised of sand and oil uh-huh. and they just got the heck out of dodge okay yeah all right and now this pool is in a structure it, or... it's, it's just at the bottom of this sinkhole cave they, sinkhole, they were... yeah okay. yes yeah so when they look around they don't like see oh wait a second we didn't notice you know the uh you know all the the, the, the underground Aztec... mayan temple and all that no no yeah no, yeah no. yeah you know the stuff all... that all that, behind, you yeah. know how you, you suddenly go around, you start pulling down all those those streamers, those those vines uh, lo- and yeah, the vines and stuff, and suddenly you see the big skull head. You know, yeah, no, 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 no. This <laughs> it's was, a trope. <laughs> yeah, the, this was uh, this cave was as they say on natural, uh, okay. but yeah, there was this shifting pool that looked like it was comprised of sand and oil, and the Mayan guide sort of looked into it and just. Okay, it so how did the PCs get involved in this? Well, you see, they are, because months later, each of these spelunkers start having weird dreams of the guide calling to them in their dreams through the pool, and in the background you're hearing babblings of other people. And uh-huh. a lot of them are, it's it's either they're in extreme pain or they're in regret for having touched the pool, but some of them are speaking of Things kind of like what the guide was speaking about. Things of magic and myth and, and ancient religion and rituals. and But but it's all chaotic and jumbled. The main thing that the, the, these spelunkers heard was their guide calling back to him. And it was mostly, you know, you left me, you know, you, you know, trying to, you know, feel guilty. So these spelunkers decide to hire a group involved with strange phenomena. That would be the PCs. I see this. Uh, this could be, oh, yeah, it would be more one shot, but you could put it in a campaign. And basically, yeah, they're rich. We're talking, you know, it's the whole thing, like Eric the Enabler said. Yeah, they bought a Colorado. The RV? No, the state. They're rich. So it's like, what do you need? Whatever you need for this expedition. We found this cave. We found something down there. And we, of course, they're going to omit the fact that they left this young local to die. Just, yeah, we found this thing down there moving around, and we just, okay, we left. When we're seeing sand and oil move of its own accord, we're rich people that go digging around in caves. We don't know about moving pools of grit. Hey, look, what do you need? We will pay for it and get you down there in style. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So, you know, basically, damn, you're short of a blank check. The 
PCs are flown down to Belize and, you know, told where this cave is. And that's where they meet the cave's resident. Well, okay, before that, I think that um, if they're getting these visions and things like that, and they feel that they have done something wrong, uh, I, you know, especially you know, leaving the, the, the guide behind, I think that w- wouldn't it make sense for them to go and try to contact uh, a local Aztec priest and try to get him to come along and you know give a blessing or some prayer of atonement or something uh, and, and, and get, that, get an, a couple NPCs involved? It, it could. I was thinking these guys are more along the lines of, we're rich, we can't be touched, you know, it's, yeah, it's that But they're going there because it's driving them nuts, right? Well, no, they're not going. That's the whole point. They're hiring people who get into, uh, you know, weird stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, no, it's like, no, we're staying, we, we tapped into something we shouldn't have. We're not going back. Hey, look, these people we found out about through, you know, our extensive, because we're rich and we have info and all this, hey, they get into this type of stuff. Let them do it. We'll throw money at them. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, no, no. Well, oh, come on. They left the local behind. You think they're going to sit there? They're, they're, they're more than willing to. OK, yeah, you can go in there, too. Yeah. They'll just they'll just go to therapy an extra time each week. And yeah, what, yeah. What yeah. happens to someone else? Yeah, right. Until yeah. Those, yeah. Until uh, it starts taking those drugs that eliminate dreams and make you psychotic. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, but yeah, they they that's what money's for. Well, that's the thing, because this the fact that these people heard not only their magic and myth-spouting guide telling them about all the local, oh, yeah, and there was this god, and oh, and he did this, and yeah, they say if you do this today, this will happen. And these rich people are all just like, okay, he's a local, you know. It, it, it's what I call the Janet look, where you just sort of smile with the eyes open, like, okay, yeah, he's leading us here. We'll give him his, his you know, 50 cents, which to him is like $5,000 and will, or whatever, you know, the weird exchange rates between countries. And just, we will go on our way once he shows us this cave because we want to explore. Oh, wait, he died? Yeah, we're just going to get out of here and just avoid the town. We're just going to call and have her people pick us up like on the beach or something, you know, via helicopter so we don't have to face any uncomfortable questions. Where's Pablo? You know. So yeah, they, they, they call in other people. It's like, hey, we don't have to get our hands dirty. They can go in and check it out. They're better suited for that. We're just rich people who like going in caves. We don't deal with weird, creepy stuff in ancient caves in Central America. <laughs> we're tech not CEOs. Yeah. Not my job. <laughs> yeah. Or no, as we Pollock say, not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. Um, That's right. So, yeah, basically you are hired by this group of idle, rich part-time spelunkers who stumbled onto something they shouldn't have and now are paying the price because every so often they're all getting the, the same dream. And it's, yeah, wait a minute, you, you got a dream about Pablo in that pool calling out to you? Yeah, you too? Yeah, okay, yeah. And it's just, okay, we need to talk. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have left him to die, but we tried pulling him out and it, it pulled him in. Hey, here's this group that, you know, so, yeah. And, and the players get, oh, you need, you know, seismic stuff or you need spelunking gear yeah we'll give you the best that money can buy yeah and you know they've got that type of money yeah it's it's damn near a blank check i mean whatever they don't have on their own like if they are like magic versed like if it is a bureau 13 team yeah they're not going to be that they'll end up getting the call themselves but if it's a one shot and you're like a a smaller team that oh yeah they investigate this but they're kind of you know it's it, yeah sure they investigate strange phenomenon wink okay yeah we'll hire them they say that they know this stuff. Okay, then. And, yeah, that that's one of the things about this particular SCP is that it seems to suck in people who are religiously devout and know of magic and myth. And, yeah, because that's the one thing that these people all had in the dream was, yeah, the, the all these people, besides their pain and their remorse for touching this thing, they're babbling about various myths and stuff like, you know, the Young Mind Guide did. So the PCs are going to have to go in and say, okay, this thing, we know we can't touch it. We're going to get sucked in. What they told us about this thing is, well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, the people, they're not going to talk about the guide at all. They're going to find out later that, you know, this guide's going to pop up out of this pool and say, they left me. And if they ask, and, and as I said, English is the actual official language of Belize, despite Mayan and Spanish and some German dialects. And what was the other language again? Uh, Belize Creole and Garifuna. The Gar- uh, Garifuna, uh, it's a mix of a uh, West Central African, Arawak, which is uh, like a native Mesoamerican kind of 
kind of like the, the, the Aztecs and the Mayans were, and a little bit of a island Carib. So it's sort of a, a mixed ethnicity. And that's one of the languages that's spoken down there is Garifuna. So there's like several languages. But yeah, these guys speak English. And when this young Mayan guide pops up and they start asking him questions, like, yeah, these people left me. They just ran. They, they left me to die. They tried pulling on me and they just bolted when they saw that I wasn't. So yeah, they're going to be finding out a lot more about this than they, they realize. Okay. And it, it's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to call out these, uh, you know, this idle rich part-time spelunkers that they basically, it's, but then if so, then they're revealing the existence of this oil creature, you know, this, this muck creature that seems to suck in people who are at least if not religiously devout, then knowledgeable of ancient magics. Yeah. It, it looks like I went ahead and pulled up the, the SCP article for it. Yeah. It, yeah. I had that this pool was like, like some sort of religious site for a certain or a couple of certain uh, redacted uh, casting or, traditions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, that because it, it, it it's it's implying that the reason those are so common is because those are the people who are drawn to the pool. But yeah, anybody who touches it is right. Yeah, you're fair game. If you touch it, you're in. And unless you've got like you know like a motorized winch that'll pull you out, and even then, it better be like a harness or something because if it you know tries to pull you by the wrist, it'll rip off an arm. Yeah, because it, it, it says yeah. If you're even if you're you're strong enough, might stop it from pulling you in, but you ain't getting away until you cut off something. Yeah, basically, you you're gonna have something to lose if you want to get away from this thing. Um, so yeah, that that that's basically what it is. Is they they say in this that you need to be about twenty, well, eight meters. That's about twenty five feet. And as the faces come up that have this thing is consumed, if you want to speak to somebody, you you speak to the face that you recognize. And they'll, you know, because they're not told about this Mayan guide there, that face is going to come up and they speak to it. It's going to say they left me. And then, that you know, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. So, yeah, mainly they're going to be dealing with all these people that got sucked in that were casters hundreds of years ago. Problem is, at this point, they're babbling. And they even say that some of these people have various forms of aphasia where they're just saying random words at this point. They may be saying, get me out. And they're saying something in ancient Mayan, like tree volcano leaf, you know. So they're going to be finding out a lot about this thing. And basically this thing is, well, it'll suck at anybody, but it's attracted to magic users. So especially if you have a spellcaster in this group of, you know, paranormal investigators and it touches it. Oh, no, it'll be like, ooh, ooh, we like this flavor. We'll bring him in. You know? So, yeah, I want Yeah. As I said, I called this the dark hole of Belize. And as I said, this would probably be better as a one shot, but it could be run as a campaign. So, what would be like the resolution to this? Like, uh, would, well, like, it, what, when do they accomplish their goal? Uh, basically, they're going to find out that these guys left this guy to die. It's going to be because they can't stop it. You know, from what I'm seeing here, it it if it's com- it appears to be comprised of oil and sand. Attempts to recover samples from the pool only reveal inert sample standard to the earth in that area. Researchers hypothesize that an item at the bottom of the pool may be responsible for this and the other effects of this SCP. It could be a magic item that has animated the particular particles of this oil and sand. What about the possibility of just simply, you know, putting a lot of explosive and detonating the sinkhole and filling it in? Yeah, that could be done too. I mean, but I mean, is the sink is the is the whatever going to blow up to the top and it, still it, be there? It it seems that it really can't move all that much. If you can get up to eight meters away, individual okay, individuals drawn to SCP-830 may be contacted by standing within eight meters of the pool. For the safety of designated communicators, closer than six meters is not recommended. So, so eighteen, so that's eighteen feet. Yeah, eighteen feet. They're saying twenty-four feet, which is eight meters. So about twenty-five feet would be fine. Yeah, if it can reach out to 25 feet, it, it's like a pseudopod coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I don't think this thing can move. It'll, it, it, it's like, no, you get close. No, I'm lazy. You get close, I'll grab you in. I'm not going, you know, that 40 feet over there. you got to come closer. So, yeah, yeah it, it's not it, going to escape there. Yeah, because at least according to the article, I mean, there is a site built around it in the SCP universe. So well, it yeah, they, they probably yeah. built that site to contain yeah. it there, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like it moves at all. They they are concerned about, and it is to be barred from access to the public. So it it if if it's like a Bureau Thirteen game where they can exert some government power and talk, yeah, don't have people come here. Block this off. Fence it off. 
put high grade uh, security locks on the doors. Yeah, just do not, you know, like fence off the property and just let no one in. Electrified fence, you know. Yeah, just do not let people come into this area. And yeah, probably your best bet would be just to like cave in the whole thing and just, yeah. I see, yeah, and that's the thing. Like me, I wouldn't allow that because I mean, as soon as I would have it be that it would just make the sinkhole bigger. It just it 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 converts whatever dirt is above it. So if you you collapse the cave, then it just yeah. The and new, and from the what new top is now surface level. Yeah, yeah. From now, from what I understand of Belize, it from what I'm understanding because there's a lot of these sinkhole caves all throughout that area. It's basically a honeycomb. It's where yeah, it, yeah. There's all these you know sinkholes and tunnels and caves and lagoons and all this. And I've seen some beautiful pictures of this. When I saw this, that's why I'm like, wait a minute, this hole and everything. And that's the first yeah. thing I. I was trying to remember the country that I'd seen these pictures in a few years ago, and that was okay, Belize. So I put holes in Belize. As, you know, I, I did the the JFGI maneuver, just freling, <laughs> just freling Google it, um, and yeah, it came up with the Great Blue Hole, and be- it's a beautiful area. And I know that these sinkholes are all is also in the jungles and the rainforest, and so that's where I put this thing. Was you know deep, you know, and I want <laughs> if we could put the sound effects in reverb the dark hole of Belize and have the dun 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 at the end. (laughs) I would probably say though that one solution would be not necessarily collapsing the whole cave, but that the entrances into that chamber. Yeah, yeah. Because this wouldn't be something that just, oh, there's a sinkhole, you look down and there's oil and dirt. No, it'd be in some side secondary cave that you gotta move around and then you're seeing stuff, you know, why what is it moving? That's not water. Yeah. But then the question is, would the players recognize that? And again, if you're doing it as a one-shot, well, then, yeah, collapsing the cave on it probably I would allow as a one-shot. But if I was doing this as a campaign, well, they'd yeah. have to, the, the hard part would be them getting their hands on explosives because, you know, I mean, I, unless you, you know, have a lot, you know, there's an uprising going on in the country, you know, generally speaking, there isn't any anybody in the military that you can bribe to get that kind of explosive there. That I mean, that would be where if you, oh, you, we need to see a cave and all this. See that 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 would go into meta gaming. You know, like oh yeah, I want explosive. You're going spelunking. You don't need explosives for spelunking. Spelunking closes off the things you want to explore. So yeah, I mean yeah, the rich people could get it because well, they're rich and they have amounts of money and probably have the connections. Maybe, maybe not. But but then again, that would be also why would you why, need explosives for spelunking? Yeah. Why have, why would the rich people expose themselves to government, you know, investigation? Right. For, exactly. Well, you know, they're going to tell them to find it when they get down there. If they say we need to, like, you know, do this, and they're like, okay, fine, we'll give you, we'll we'll we'll, we'll put some money in an, a numbered bank account down there, but you're still going to have to find. Yeah, you know, yeah. The the people are going to have to find the explosives and all that. And I mean, depending if you want to have, oh, there's like Central American revolutionaries or this and that down there and you can try to, then that's a whole nother adventure itself, trying to get the explosives to, you know, close this thing off. Well, that could be some now. extra difficulty. Uh, Senor, you know, uh, is there any place around here where a gringo could buy a large number of grenades? Oh no, that that would be you better you better get a nat twenty on the diplomacy or gather information check. Yeah, just and you get the bonus you get the bonus of you know, avoid suspicion, which is like a minus 20. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically you're going to be finding out that this Mayan guide was left here by those people and do you out the spelunkers, which means then, oh yeah, they left this Mayan guide to die. You could just say that and then get them in trouble. And then you have them as your enemies because they'll use their money to get out of, you know, yeah, these quack researchers are trying to say that we left some Mayan person to die in some cave down in Belize. I mean, come on, they're, you know, they're fringe scientists. Nobody takes them seriously, and they'll finagle their way out of it, using money and media and all this, you know. So, yeah, trying to out them wouldn't work. At the, your, your best option would be, in the end, just seal off this thing where nobody can get to it. That would be my guess. But, see, if they continue to have these nightmares, then that now you made it worse, because now they're going to have to dig it out and still try to somehow appease it. Giving it more magic-using bodies. That's why they sent down the, you know, the... Yeah, they sent down the the strange phenomenon experts. Yeah, they know all about this stuff. Maybe elite them too, and you know, won't be bugging us anymore. Let them bug their families. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had these people as just you know the, these idle rich as just being just above society. You know that type of rich. 
I mean, I, I could just see one of these guys going along and like, you know, right when you're there, all of a sudden, you know, you get pushed from behind and what and, and, and the guy who hired you says, there, there, leave me alone now. You got what you want. <laughs> and then turns Ooh. around and the rest of the party has to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Never trust that the, the patron when they want to come along on the adventure. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why they're not doing it. No, they're they're going to send these people. Oh, strange phenomenon! What we found in a cave? Fine, let them deal with it. Yeah. And I'm sending my bodyguard Bruno with you. Yeah. And they're and all of a sudden Bruno's like, "Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Tell my family I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is the dark hole of Belize. Cool. Right. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, let, let's hear it. What do, you, what do you got here, buddy? Okay. Well, uh, it seemed to me that the best option here would be weird zone okay uh yeah and uh for uh for those of you who are listening to us who don't know what weird zone is uh weird zone is a uh art uh a tritech rpg where your house basically decides to go on an interdimensional jaunt uh and you happen to be unfortunately happen to be on the property when this happens and so you're stuck with it is a matter and and uh and what it does is it, it just goes and appears on other worlds uh, for a short period of time, and then it picks up and goes to another world for a short period of time, and so on and so forth. In the intervening time, it's basically flying through interdimensional space and to locations unknown. So uh, I won't get into the weirdness of the weird zone itself, but the, the premise here is, is that you're one of these groups of unfortunate people who just happened to be in the house when this happened and you're now on your jaunt and your house touches down on this particular world uh so what uh and uh, it's it's a modern earth-like setting you know with the uh you know the, the normal type neighborhood you know uh a uh, small town uh or you know kind of thing and uh the uh, and, and the way I envisioned it is that you you land and of course immediately the most interesting thing is to see hey what's it like this new place we arrived at so you come out and you walk you know you basically walk out onto your uh, 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 your front porch or uh, down your driveway or whatever and uh, you see this cute little chihuahua you know wandering up towards you and the chihuahua uh, you know and. He just trots up to you and starts licking your hand. And you immediately feel really good about this dog. And you pick it up so it can better wash your face with its tongue. And it just goes and goes and goes. And then another member of the household comes out and says, Hey, it's Snuggums, my family dog. Boy, where did you come from? And the dog wriggles in pleasure. And, and then the two housemates begin to struggle over who can hold the swarming dog. And these are like two PCs we're talking about. Now, of course, the players are going to be like, what the heck are you doing, GM? All right, <laughs> because, you know, uh, you're basically giving one of them a backstory that they probably didn't consent to. All right. Anyways, um, looking at the dog uh, easily reveals that it has a white covering attached to his back that says community dog on it. And it seems to be made, and it could be made up of like letter paper, or it could be like a napkin, or, you know, uh, 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 like tissue paper, or even paper towels is on his back with this writing on it. And if you try to take it off, you find it's, it's like glued to its fur. It's really hard to take off. And mostly what you end up doing is just breaking it up you know, to, the, to the individual strands of fur that might be underneath it. You know, it's you're still going to be left with a big mess of stuff on his back if you try to peel this off. And it's also a lot tougher than uh, uh, than than like a paper towel should be. You know, it's like, you know, anybody ever try to like tear open a um, uh, one of those, uh, what is it, um, Zytec or whatever, one of those um, mailing envelopes, and you're like, what is what is this thing made out of? I can't tear it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I think oh, so, yeah. 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 It's actually like got, you know, uh, strands of, 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 you know, of nylon through it and stuff like this. It's like ripstop nylon, you know, and you can't tear it. You have to cut it. Okay. So this is like, so, you're like, you know, so somebody might wonder about, you know, what what is this thing? So, uh, and anybody who uh, anybody who calls it by any name, it'll turn and run over and, and to get petted and 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 um, 
you know, and cuddled by whoever does it. So assuming at that point, you might want to go and, and actually uh, check out the neighborhood. And if you do, you'll notice that there's a lot of these dogs of many different breeds. You know, and some of them are wandering around, but a lot of them are sitting in the laps of, of, of various people who are sitting outside or, you know, who've gotten out of their cars and are petting them and stuff like that. They seem to be quite numerous. And they're all, you know, and they all have that covering with community dog on their backs. So, you know, very kind of odd, right? Uh, what's also odd, by the way, is the fact is that there's a lot of people, probably a lot more people than you'd expect to be home. It makes you wonder, is this a Sunday or a Saturday? But it's not. It's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You're like, what are all these people doing home? So, so you know, so the player characters have a little bit of a mystery to figure out. And if they take a dog with them and they go to a vet or a police station, they can have someone check it for a microchip. And they'll find that it has a chip, but it only identifies them as K9-001 or K9-170. Okay? There's no name, but there is a contact number in case it's found. So uh, if the PCs you know, try to take control of the situation and really scour the neighborhood for these animals and they bring a portable chip reader along, they'll find there's 400, exactly 400 of these animals. And the dog number is between 01 to 400. All right. Talking to the people, lots of people claim that the dog that is in their possession is their own dog. They'll, if pressed, they'll admit that it was their canine previously, but was lost and is now returned. Even if there is clear evidence in the household of an urn with the previous dog's name on it, they'll still claim this is their dog. Okay. The, even though the ashes might be there. And if you actually get them to show pictures of the previous dog, you'll see that the dog is a, is the same breed or a similar breed in case there's a mix, okay? But the markings aren't exact, but that person will be absolutely convinced that that is their dog now returned, okay? Uh, yeah, he says, uh, and, and they'll be, get very aggressive if you get too questionly or too grabby with their dog and if they give them any reason to think that you're thinking about removing this beloved family pet from their from their property you know guns might come out you know people might pick up pokers as in fireplace pokers you know you know there, there could be some baseball bats who knows? You know, you got to be. They're gonna, the PC is going to have to be a little careful because these people are going to be a little touchy. You know, the more you spend time with these people, the more you're going to realize that everybody is a little touchy. You know, and um, and that's when again a little bit more investigation, you're going to find out that uh, most of the people in the entire neighborhood has were working at a nearby factory that very recently closed down. Hmm. Something like eighty percent. Of the of, of the uh, uh, wage earners in this area were at that were worked at that factory and they're now all unemployed to getting money from like unemployment compensation or whatever. So they're a little bit on edge. They're a little bit unhappy about their lives. And but now, but they have these wonderful dogs that are like kissing up to them and licking them and running around and such good dogs. Anyways. Um, if they call the phone number, a voice will ask for the location of the dog and then just hang up. Even if the PCs refuse to give that location in a few hours, nondescript white bands will begin to appear in the town and people in casual clothes will begin to ask leading questions about the dogs. Won't be long before either they come up and start asking the PCs about the dogs or they'll see the PCs will see them asking somebody else about the dogs. The... Uh, if the PCs are interrogated by these newcomers, they'll find them very interested in the PCs because uh, they all seem to have like an unusual accent, especially in the PC zero plot. Okay. And this will escalate to a full-blown attempt to hold the house and its occupants if the PCs don't have a decent cover story. But it won't matter if they're taken uh, away somewhere because according to the rules in, in hardware, I'm, I'm sorry, in, in uh, Weird Zone, uh, when the house decides to leave, you'll, the people who are its occupants will be grabbed and pulled back to the house so they can go with it. 
it's literally impossible to keep somebody from from you know they'll be literally you know like teleported transported back to the property so you know they'll disappear from wherever containment they're in they might not necessarily they won't lose like their handcuffs or they're tied with ropes or something they'll still have that on them they might you know they might even be in a chair tied to the chair sitting on the edge of the zero plot (laughs) things like that could happen but anyway (laughs) but they will be on the zero plot which of course will look very suspicious to any of these newcomers that are watching the house all right at which point the um uh, the PCs have a decision to make. Are they going to tell these newcomers about the weird zone or not? Because if they don't, if they tell, if, if they can try to convince them to get off the zero plot. Because if they don't, and the newcomers go with them, they're going to be stuck to that zero plot forever. Yep. Well, I mean, for the rest of the game. Do you really want these complete strangers who just abducted members of your household to be with you forever? It's a, it's not a hard question to answer. The hard thing is to convince them to get off the zero plot. Okay. If they don't, they'll go with them. And then they'll reveal the fact that they work for an organization called the SCP Foundation and explain why they were there. Uh, the uh, uh, Now, uh, a few other things uh, is, is that uh, no community dog will ever be seen or have any evidence of elimination the entire time that they that they're there because it could be a couple of days no matter how much it eats hmm. they, they will never do something like that they will eat if food is provided but if they're not fed they don't seem to be hungry either uh, the uh some of the people who have the dogs are known dog haters other people in the neighborhood will say what is he doing with that dog he hates dogs i mean you know he's ch- you know, he has a big sign. There'll be a big sign on the on the picket fence saying, you know, he's, he, he says, keep your damn dog off my lawn <laughs> or something like that. And he'll be up there cuddling the dog and licking in the, you know, and, and doing stuff with the dog. It's very, very strange. Uh, the dogs also appear to be universally patient with roughhousing and touching behaviors that would normally cause avoidance or even combative behavior. You can just maul these dogs and they just love it. <laughs> They're mm. just fine with it. Something really odd about these dogs. If you, if if any of the members of the household <coughs> have one of these community dogs when they transit back to weird uh, to the weird zone, that dog, the 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 marking that was on the uh, the the thing that was on its back, the community dog uh, labeling that was on its back, will disappear, and the dog will become just like any other dog of its breed, including all of its normal behaviors. Hmm. And that's the adventure from when they get there until they leave. Dealing okay. with these, these anomalous dogs and the, the organization that, that comes to follow up on them. Yep. Yep. It's kind of like the Stepford pets in a way. Just, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of your, 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 your dog and get a better dog in return. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 He used to have a real problem, you know, getting too excited and weeing on the carpet, but he's been such a good dog. Doesn't we? You can roughhouse him with all you want. He doesn't bite. He doesn't growl. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. He looks like yeah. a. He looks like a football. Let's treat him like a football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah look, looking on the article, it says, you know, for the for them, it says it does. Apparently, they do defecate, but they will only defecate outside. They will never defecate inside a house. No, it, it doesn't say that. It says that they will never. It, be... It's in the footnotes at the bottom. Uh, well, but I mean, I don't. Like yeah, it. I, mean, I prefer it this way. Oh no, no, yeah, no! I, mean, I can yeah, see yeah, why yeah, I did. Yeah, they yeah. don't even poop. <laughs> they don't even poop. They don't. It says they don't even need to eat. It says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's so right. why? So if they don't need to eat and they do, and this is they'll eat for their own enjoyment. You know, maybe they you know, literally, maybe you know, maybe they just poop sunshine. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> sunshine you know? and rainbows. All right. So you got any questions about the uh, the the adventure? I can I can make up stuff about. <sighs> there is four hundred of these, so it's a lot of them. But I mean, in a neighborhood. You know, 400 might not be all the dogs. I mean, you know, there would be other dogs too. And I would say that, you know, they generally just avoid the other dogs. They are, they're totally people-oriented. They don't want, unlike, you know, uh, most of the time when you see uh, dogs that like form packs with other dogs, but I think the only kind of packs they would form would be with each other and not with normal dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they they're, they're just, these seem to be, and they always seem to go to people who are under very high stress. Um, 
So, you know, and since this is not going to go on, you know, is you know, the, 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 a lot of the information that's in the, the entry, entry of it is about what happens in the long term, which, of course, in this adventure would not happen since you're only going to be on this world for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. At the most, sometimes it's only a few hours. It's not basically, you know, as the saying goes, the the the, the time it takes for for you to for the uh, the zero, you know, the, the the adventure to expire moves at the speed of plot. Yeah, <laughs> if they're like totally into you know, like going around and canvassing the neighborhood, then you'll be staying a while. Okay, if they don't care about that kind of stuff, it might be resolved in a few hours. You know, it's just uh, this is the the, the this game session is going to be the same, like no matter what. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't see anything that, that yeah. says how they react with other dogs. So yeah, I'm making yeah. that. I also I would say that they're probably evenly distributed amongst males and females. Mm, they're not just yeah. a male dog pack, you know. So, um, and uh, and they and and basically the smaller the dog, the more there are of them. The bigger the dog, because mm. they said things like like Irish Wolfhounds. There's only going to be like three of those. Okay, so you're you're not going to have a whole lot of Rottweilers, right. you know, really big dogs. Mostly you're going to have a lot of Chihuahuas and, and, and teacup you know, poodles and right, yeah. you know, uh, uh, maybe some corgis. Love corgis, corgis, beagles. You know, you know, the you know the the the, uh, the fun sized dogs. You know, uh, you know. Depending uh, on the players you get, you you definitely want to like make it obvious that these are like the perfect dogs. Yeah, like fantasy you know this is what every little kid thinks they're going to have when they ask their parents for a pet doggy right you know you can dress them up you know little girls could have you know you, you'll be going by later and they'll be like you know the the kid's daughter should be sitting there you know at a, having a tea party and having all her dolls and the dog dressed up in a costume and the dog's just sitting there enjoying it and, and when they, she puts tea or cookies down for you lean over and eat the cookies and laugh the tea but if you ask him, he says, have you seen this dog go to the bathroom or how's he, that sort of thing? He says, no, he's really a good dog. He hasn't gone to the bathroom. You know, he must be going to the bathroom in the backyard or something, but I haven't seen, you know, seen him go to the bathroom at all. It's just, what a good dog he is. They don't holds, chase squirrels. Holds it really well. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, they don't they, dig under fences. Well, they are... don't dig under fences. They might chase around squirrels. Okay. You know, they might chase a little bit, but then they'll stop and turn around and run back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, they're not, they're not going to act, you know, they're not going to be like creepy, um, children of the corn or the others, you know, from the movie where all the, you know, all the dead eyed children in the, in the, in, in the, <laughs> the English town, you know, they, uh, they're not going to, they're going to be very, very friendly. You know, they're, they're, again, you say they're like a, um, uh, they're a fantasy kind of dog. That's the perfect dog. Like, well, like all the animals you see in, you know, in movies where the dog is perfectly behaved and always, and comes mm. when you call it and, and, you know, jumps over hoops and whatever, you know, he trots next to you on the leash rather than yank, yanking right, yanking left and, and uh, growling at other dogs. Just, you know, the other dogs might growl at it and it's just going to run over behind you and just like, you know, you know, but it's not. It's never going to whimper. It's just going to. It's just going to bark happily and and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, if you, you know, it, it's you know, if you if you're if you do it really well, you're gonna make you're gonna make all the players jealous that they don't have this kind of dog. Yeah. Because if you have a real dog, you know, dogs aren't like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they are, they are selfish little children. Okay. Yeah, I, I might have missed this. Or, uh, the PCs, since they're not native to this world, how how do how do they get affected by the dogs? Are they also kind of like? Well, you can imagine. See, these dogs go to people who are under stress and being ripped from your home world and forced <laughs> to travel through you know, weird space, landing on completely different worlds where anything could happen to them. You know, time and time again, every couple of days, I think would cause a lot of stress. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think at least for the first few years, I would. Yeah, I think these people would be good candidates for these dogs to appear and, and be all lovey-dovey with them. Okay. But of course, once, yeah. they, once they take leave and keep the dog and it ends up on the zero block, it's going to turn into a normal dog and you're going to end up this dog that hasn't been house trained. And <laughs> <laughs> What happened to the not pooping park? Yeah, yeah, what happened to the nice dog who was so well trained and he's sleep, you know, it's, it's, it's just tore up my, my favorite shirt and all this stuff, you know, yeah. All the tropes from the movies, Tom Hanks, don't eat the car! Yeah. <laughs> you find out you had hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, uh, anything else? Uh, I don't know how... I would imagine there wouldn't be a terribly large amount of, of SCP. I mean, obviously, the SCP is trying to keep a low profile, too, so they're, you know... Uh, 
I, I, I don't know how, you know, how exactly they would try to take, you know, they might produce, uh, you know, identification saying that there's a, you know, that there's some kind of a, uh, a chemical spill in the house and get the police to help them, you know, get people out of the house so they could control the house and stuff like that, which, you know, as I said, will not work because they'll just reappear on the edge of the house as the house is about to leave. And, um, you know, and, but I'm just saying, if, realizing that this house is not supposed to be there. Because, of course, you know, if they ask around, the neighbor's going to be like, uh, you know, what, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to the to the Johnsons' house. That's a totally different house that was there yesterday. What happened to the Johnsons? I mean, you know that that whole question comes up, you know, because there was a house there and it's gone, and there's another house there now, you know, and and the sidewalks don't sink up. They're and, not exactly right, yeah, you know. Yeah. Your driveway might actually, you know, go go end like you know uh, where the the grassy at the curb is, and there might be another driveway entrance somewhere else because the yeah, houses were yeah. built differently. Maybe the driveway on the on the previous house was on the left side, your driveway's on the right side. So yeah. And that know. is a completely different type of crabgrass than what we have here. Yeah. 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 You know, so uh, generally speaking they, they they plop in the areas that fit them pretty well. So, you know, it's it's uh you know you might also you know have like a driveway that comes in and then stops at nothing. Okay, and then there's and then another driveway starts like maybe ten or fifteen feet onto the property and goes up to your house. So you know they might land on a on a on a house that's small. You know, uh, the the house that your plot that your house is on might be smaller than the than the plot that it landed on. So that house is gone, and but there's still extra stuff around. So yeah, mm -hmm. neighbors would probably start noticing. You know, pretty you know, might start asking you questions. You know. I mean, it's one of those weird things. It's kind of like, do I want to know the answer? You know, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, the, the, the PCs themselves are very suspicious, you know, and, uh, but it all depends on how, you know, uh, how, you know, how good they are, how, you know, what, what system they're using to allow them to fast talk their way out of the situation, you know, yeah. uh, they might, you know, they might just say, oh, well, um, you know, they're, uh, you know, uh, don't worry, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, we're, they can even go say, Hey, we're just aliens from another world. And, and, uh, we, we, we just traded houses. They're on, they're on our home planet. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> and the people are like, well, that sounds crazy nutty, but I'm looking at this house that isn't supposed to be there. And, you know, but then when the SCP people start coming around asking questions, like, well, they said that <laughs> they, they swapped houses with somebody on their home world. And, <laughs> I I can just see this now. It's like <laughs> the, the the they don't they they completely fail to to convince the SCP Foundation to leave, and it's like, all right, oh well, look, here's how it's going to happen. Don't know when, don't know how, but in the next few hours, this thing's going to leave. If you're here on it, you're coming with us, like it or not. <laughs> so well, that's the thing. If you really want to observe, observe yeah. from past the the property line. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's up to the players to to do that. You know, I I'll tell you that lots of players they they you know they'll they'll try to like you know do things like they'll just hunker down in the house. They won't even leave. They'll send a couple people out like they're like you know like they're, like they're surrounded with wolves you know or or, or um, uh, fa fantasy monsters and they'll just send one brave person out to go try to see what kind of world they're in you know and and of course they're gonna run into the dogs. Like bring the dog is the whole thing may take place within the house with the dog, but that would be a pretty that would be a pretty uh, boring adventure because you yeah, know, yeah. A super friendly dog. Maybe they start going out. Like I said, it's just uh, if they don't go and call the SCP, I wouldn't even um, uh, I wouldn't even have that that happen. It'd be more likely that you know maybe a police cruiser will come by and notice that there's this house that's. I mean, it depends on how small this small town is. You know what I'm saying? You know, if it's yeah. I, I don't think our our neighbor. It, 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 if I had someone who lived in our neighborhood, I think our neighbor, uh, they would, the police officer would know that if our house got exchanged for another house, they would notice that. Okay. But if a police officer was coming from our local precinct and went driving through our neighborhood, they might notice the weirdness with the property lines and things like that, the driveway not connecting up properly or whatever. Yeah. But quite possibly not. They might have no reason whatsoever to come into the neighborhood for the next 24 hours. You know, like they don't normally go through our neighborhood. So, you know, 
and they might be too busy, you know, dealing with drunk people getting, you know, having, you know, um, issues with, you know, their family members because everybody's upset about the fact that Papa can't, Papa or Mama can't bring home the bacon anymore. And there's this cute little dog there that's just being all snuggly. <laughs> why, why go to work when I have a cute dog to play with? Yeah. 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 Or why go, right. why, why go be depressed when I'm hunting for a new job? Right. Well, as long as, you know, until the uh, unemployment runs out, I mean, it is not, it's not the same amount of money as you got before, but it is something, you know, you can still max out your credit cards if you haven't already done it. So, you know, anyways, so that's my adventure. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, I, I think that a, a, a talented uh, GM would have no trouble making this into a fun adventure that you could include like kids, you know, like, cause like a lot of these adventures that we've talked about, they're, they're pretty, uh, you know, 18, you know, uh, late teens to adults. Kids, yeah. kids need not apply. It's kind of, some of them mm. are kind of gruesome and stuff. This is completely safe for, for any, uh, people, uh, children of all ages. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's one nice thing about it. Yeah. And you got that historical aspect. You could just plop this down at any, like during the great depression, um, or the 2008 recession, anywhere you could pop this right anywhere that there was like widespread, you know, depression amongst the community. Right. I just yeah. sort of figured that the SCP hasn't been around for hundreds of years. So I, I so I say oh, it's yeah. kind of a, it's a more modern situation, but no, it could go back Depends to the eighties. Yeah, you know, sure. You know, uh, that was, that's any, any, you know, any time within the last, definitely within the last 50 years would be perfectly fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, coming up with these adventures. Um, listeners, I hope that uh, you enjoyed uh, our little uh, thought experiment and our, our little adventures. And maybe you can take these adventures and, uh, uh, and, and you know, conform them to your own campaigns, whatever they may be, and, uh, throw, and throw them at your players for, for fun or profit, depending upon how well connected you are. Um, Thanks for my host for participating. These these are all. This always pushes us, you know, to really stretch our our uh, uh, you know basically uh, GM chops to come. Oh yeah, up, yeah. Come up with these with interesting things with these little entries because there's really not that much they give us, you know. And then um, you know, uh, and yes, and you and you know, this can be play, you know all these games can be played with different game systems than we suggested or different uh, you know. Uh, uh, settings, different settings, campaign settings, whatever it is. Uh, some of them could even be uh, like a, if you wanted like a, as, as, as Trav likes to refer to it, a palate cleanser where you've been having these same sort these certain kinds of adventures. And all of a sudden you now got something new to do. Like they, somebody, you know, is, uh, you, you, is, you end up taking this trip down South America to, to deal with the, uh, the oil and sand monster or, uh, <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, uh, John, you're hiking in the Pacific Northwest, right. and all of a sudden finding out you got zombie dead squirrels chasing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and zombie uh, uh, gorilla. Yeah, that's uh, all the you know. So uh, have fun with this. Uh, we hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll definitely do this again. But you'll have to wait until next time. So until next week. This is Bruce Sheffer saying. There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.